0: Hi, everybody. I'm Seth Busby, editor of Flying Solo. Welcome to our weekly podcast where we step inside the minds and lives of soloists and small business owners. In this era of remote and hybrid work, the art of connection and communication has become more important than ever. And our next guest knows a thing or two about the topic. Mel Kettle is the author of two books, The Social Association and Fully Connected, and she's here today to share with us some little-known secrets on how to communicate effectively and the role that self-care plays in the equation. At a time when burnout is an all-too-real issue for so many business owners, she has some great advice. Hi, Mel. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thanks so much,
1: Sess It's an absolute pleasure to be here.
0: Excellent, I like to hear that. A pleasurable experience is always more welcome than an an unpleasurable one.
1: (laughs) Most definitely.
0: (laughs) Now, you are recognised as uh, one of our foremost leaders in the area of communication. You've been kind of teaching leadership and communication for quite a few years now, a couple of decades I probably suspect. So, what can you tell me is the secret to
1: making great connections it's really difficult to make great connections with other people if you're not first connected to yourself and by that I mean if you don't have a good level of self-awareness it's going to be real it, that's going to impact on every relationship that you have
0: <laughs> mm. so how can you develop um, more self-awareness? What would be the number number one tip you would have for a listener?
1: So self-awareness is about understanding what's important to you. So thinking about what do you value, what do you prioritize, and what are your strengths? There'd be probably the three main things. I know you asked for one, but it's hard to do just okay. one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Three is a great number, so I'm glad you've given me three. Now, you've recently written a book. You've put all your advice into a book, Fully Connected. Why was it time for you to take the
1: plunge and put your advice on paper? Oh, this book's been coming for a really long time. When I was in my late 20s, so more than 20 years ago, I can't believe that much time has passed, <laughs> I um, had a really huge job that left me in a bit of a quivering wreck, as a bit of a quivering wreck by the end of a year in that role. And Mm. it made me realise that when you're in your 20s, you push through because you don't know any better. Um, Hopefully the current generation has a bit more awareness than I had at 20. But I've been wanting to write this book for a really long time, but the time wasn't right for me to share some of those stories. And so now I think, now it is, obviously because I've written the book, But one of the things that I've felt over the last couple of years with COVID is that people are more exhausted and stressed and overwhelmed than any other time that I can remember.
0: Mm, I would have to agree with you. Um, There's so many stats coming out just in the small business sector alone about the stress levels of our business owners and it's it's the same just on a personal level for most people just dealing with the pandemic the the ongoing impact of the pandemic I
1: think is just wearing a lot of people down. So sorry, you were going to say something? I was just going to say it's the uncertainty of not knowing what's next that I think is causing so much um, so much stress because as humans we like certainty and when we don't have that certainty, it leads to a whole lot of feelings of um, of ang- around anxiety and um, oh, uncertainty and just thinking, how can I can what can I control? because we like to have control over things in our lives. and when there's uncertainty, you lose a lot of that sense of control, and that leads to greater anxiety.
0: Mm, which obviously impacts your physical health as well. So h- how can people? a bit more conscious um, about what's triggering their anxiety and, and you know, take more better care of themselves. Like what, what self-care things should people be adopting?
1: Yeah, I think the first thing is to just have a, an awareness of your body and an awareness of your overall health and know what your normal is so that you can recognize when things are not normal. And so some of the things that some of the physical symptoms of stress that, I, that I've noticed in my body are things like I drink more alcohol, I drink more coffee, I'm, um, I get that nervous sense of queasiness in my gut because I'm, you know, drinking too much coffee, but that mm-hmm. I'm not really sure about what's happening next. When I went through my period of burnout, I was getting chest pains multiple times a day. And you know, you'd think that would get me to the doctors, but it took a while. <laughs> my gosh. I know. That, I know, right? That's full on. <laughs> I know. And, but that's really common symptom. And fortunately, I was okay, although my blood pressure was sky high. And that's something that you don't know until you get it checked either at a doctor's surgery or mm-hmm. at a pharmacy. And so... I think the main thing that we need to start off with is create that baseline of health and have a good understanding of what yours looks like.
0: Yeah. And then you'll also be better able to notice when there's symptoms that that aren't just associated with your your regular state of being.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we know that as women we need to be doing regular breast tra- checks. Men need to be getting Um, regular health checks, particularly prostate and, you know, the awkward bits that we don't like to talk about that are really important. We should be getting regular skin checks. We should be getting our blood pressure monitored at least once a year and regular blood tests to make sure that things are working. And as small business owners, it's really easy to just say, I've got too much going on at work, don't have time for that, and to push it on the back burner And before you know it, many years have gone by and you've not had some of the basics checked out.
0: Mm. What about diet and exercise? Are are you um, a proponent of, you know, making sure you have a healthy diet and get as much exercise as you can?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I certainly know for myself that my mental health and my physical health are really reliant on what food I'm eating and how much exercise I'm getting and the amount of sleep that I get. Um, I can have one of those three things a little bit out of whack and be okay but if I have two of them out of whack then that's when my quality of life starts declining quite quickly and so you know have a think about what are the foods that you that give you the right type of energy. Um, if you have a fairly solid diet of fast food, is that the best thing that you can be doing for your body? If you're not doing any exercise or any incidental movement during the day, is that the best thing that you can be doing for your physical health and, and almost even more importantly for many people, their mental health? You know, one of the things that I do most days is go for a walk without anything plugged into my ears and yes, I do that for my physical health, but even more importantly, it's for my mental health to get out of the house, into the fresh air and to just be, you know, smelling the roses. <laughs> hmm. I think one good thing
0: about COVID is it has brought that mental health piece much more to the forefront than ever before. There's um, so much more support, I think, for people's mental health these days than there was, say, even five years ago, so at least that's
1: one good thing that's come out of the pandemic. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And, you know, I um, had a bunch of friends who were meant to be going away a, a couple of months ago and one of them said, I just can't. She said, I've had so much going on, I need a weekend at home on my own without peopling. And I thought, yeah. wow, that's so, I'm so glad that you felt safe enough to tell us that because yeah. a few years earlier, she probably would have just made up some reason as to why she couldn't come rather than being yeah. honest about the fact that she needed time alone to get her, you know, her brain back on track for the rest of what was going on in her life. Yeah, or she would have just come along and then felt the whole time she was there that she oh. wished she was somewhere else and hadn't committed to coming. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, I think back so many times I've said I can't do something because I just need to rest And the response has been, you're really letting us down or you can rest next week or what do you mean you need to rest? (laughs) Yeah. Can't you just push through? And that's such an unhealthy attitude to have. Mm. So I guess that's where boundaries come
0: into place. I mean, how can people be a little clearer with their boundaries and make sure that they can stick to them? Yeah. There is that whole thing if you don't want to let people down.
1: There is. And I think um, the author Paolo Coelho said, when you say yes to somebody else, what are you saying no to for yourself? And that's something that I've reflected on a lot over the last 10 years, because so often we say yes to people, even though we don't want to, because as you said, you don't want to let them down or you don't want them to think that they're not important or you don't feel that you can say no, particularly if it's in a work environment. Like I know when I started my business, I said yes to everything, which meant that I was you know, pretty quickly on the edge of burning out again because I would say yes to all of my clients. I'd take phone calls on a Sunday afternoons. I'd work all weekends because deadlines were slipping um, and people weren't getting me information I needed in a timely manner to meet their deadlines and so when it comes to boundaries we need to be thinking about what are our personal priorities and what is it that we need to be doing to make sure that our priorities are mostly first and foremost and other people's priorities come after that
0: yeah sometimes i feel like that might be easier said than done you know <laughs> to create creating
1: um boundaries, it's a bit like setting up an electric fence sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. But, you know, I talk about boundaries as being like a fence, where you have that fence around things that you want to protect. And sometimes you need to open the gate in order to slip out. But you want the gate closed, mostly, so that you can be really protecting what's important to you. When it comes to work, it's and, and you know, family and friends, it can be really difficult to say no. But if you're feeling overloaded and overwhelmed, particularly at work, it's really important to have that conversation with your boss around what is it that you can be doing to give yourself a bit more time to get everything done in an appropriate way. Um, and if you're a, and as business owners, I know that can be really difficult, particularly if you've, had a negative impact from COVID where you've lost business. Like a lot of my business owner friends are saying yes to everything right now because they want to get some money back in the bank and they've got bills to pay and they've got debts to clear and it's tricky. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I do really feel for our business owners at the moment because they are contending with a lot. So what would be some signs that someone is on the verge of burnout if they they might not be aware of
1: it? Things like not sleeping properly at night, Um, one of the symptoms for me is that I wake up in the middle of the night and think about all of the things I need to do and then I lie awake all night thinking I have to do this, I can't forget to do this. That's one um, sign. Another sign is mood swings, becoming a bit grumpy, snapping at people unnecessarily or when when you wouldn't normally. Um, And again, this this comes back to what we talked about at the beginning. When you know your body and you know your mind, when things are changing or you can notice your behaviour changing in a way that isn't normal for you, that's often a sign that you're getting a little bit stressed and on the edge of overwhelm and burnout.
0: So then should we, if we feel that's happening, is that the moment that we go, take a break? You know, step outside, go for a walk. I don't know what's what's the what's the. It's not necessarily the cure all, but what's the step that we need to take
1: there to definitely kind of step- shake ourselves out of it? Yeah, there are definitely steps that need to be taken. Ideally, though, you won't get into that situation. So, one of the things that I really encourage my clients to do is to build in breaks into the course of their day week and. You know year and by breaks I mean taking time to have a lunch break every day taking making sure that you're working you know an eight to ten ish hour day and having a weekend or at least having one full day every week where you're not doing work um, and then having a regular holiday or long weekends or regular breaks throughout the year where you're not looking at your phone all the time, and you're not, um, you know, trying to squeeze little bits of work into a holiday. And again, as business owners, I know that can be really, really difficult. And, you know, I think of all of my holidays, I can count on probably one hand, the number of holidays and breaks I've had in the last 16 years, where I've been completely work free. Mm. It's a hard thing to do
0: particularly now that everyone's so contactable all the time
1: yeah one yeah one of the things I really recommend and one of the things I did when I went on holidays a couple of years ago was took email off my phone I was exhausted and knew that if I kept it on my phone then I would look at it 50 times Mm. a day which would be (laughs) not good for my um you know need to relax so Even if you just take email off your phone for 24 hours over the course of a week, see how that works for you. Particularly I found, um, you know, I work from home, so I have a laptop, an iPad and a phone. One of those devices can easily not have email, particularly when the others are there that I can go and check deliberately rather than that random pick up and check. Mm -hmm.
0: What about for business owners? I know it's great to um, get away and have a holiday, but for a lot of business owners, that's not possible. I think I read some survey results just recently that said most business owners hadn't had a holiday in more than five years. So (laughs) that's a long time to just be constantly on all the time and in your business, working in your business and on your business. So if For whatever reason, it's not possible for them to actually get away, whether that's a financial thing or the burden of the shop actually all lies on them or whatever it is. What are some other ways they can kind of get a break without actually taking a physical break away?
1: I think even just putting a routine around your day. So uh, do you have a certain start time and a certain stop time? work each day Um, can you take a break in the middle of the day to have a lunch break to go for a walk to step away from your computer or step away from your business Um, are there things that you can do that give you joy every day and I know for a lot of business owners their business brings them joy but are there things that aren't work related that you can do every day that are just for you even if it's five minutes with a cup of tea in the sun in the morning, it can really help you get into that um, mindset that your life is not only about work. You do have time to do things that you love that aren't work related.
0: Yeah, it is interesting because it is often just the simple things like, you know, having that cup of tea in the sun or going for a walk with the dog. It doesn't have to be Anything massive to actually bring
1: some joy to your day. Exactly. And it doesn't need to be time consuming or expensive either. You know, a lot of people talk about things that bring them joy are things like, you know, massages and bubble baths and champagne. And they're fantastic, but they don't need to be that sort of thing. It could be as simple as playing with the dog or Mm. having some time with your children or having a conversation or watching an episode of something on Netflix with your partner. There's Mm. with your phone in a different part of the house. (laughs) 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 One screen at a time when you're doing that. (laughs) That's what I'm like with the kids. One screen. (laughs) Don't have the iPad on and the TV. What's going on? (laughs) I know my husband's little office nook is in our living off our living room. And when we bought our house, he's like, I want that for my space. And I just looked (laughs) at him and went, That's because you can see the TV from there. (laughs) (laughs) It looked a bit sheepish, but I was right.
0: (laughs) I think you're onto it with the no phone thing as well. Like there's people that sleep with their phone right beside their bed. I I just think how how are they actually getting any rest, having it just sitting there next to them, pinging all through the night?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I must say that's a habit that I've fallen back into of having my phone by the bed and i noticed this morning my husband left for work at 3.30 and so I was awake and ra- randomly scrolled through my phone for 15 minutes before thinking, what am I doing? It's the middle of the night. I, <laughs> I need at least another three hours sleep. Yeah. Put it away.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh.
0: It's not you. You're not alone. I know. There's a lot of I people. That, I know. People that are thinking how they just did that this morning as well. Uh-huh, uh-huh.
1: Yeah. But there's some really good little tips and tricks that you can um, use with your phone if you want to spend less time. One of the things, I mean, I mentioned taking email off your phone. The other thing that I personally found really helpful for spending less time on my phone was taking Facebook off my phone. That made a huge difference. But also um, I set a limit as to how many hours a day I can scroll through social media on my phone before it gives me a notification that I've hit the limit. So for me, I set it for one hour for um, LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram and I'll get a warning five minutes before that hour is up and then I can override it if I want to for um, for a period of time or for the rest of the day. But I know that I've had too long on my phone if I hit my hour limit by about 9 (laughs) (laughs) a.m. And a good day is when I'm on my phone while watching TV in the evening at about 9 p.m. and it says, you've got five minutes to go. It's like, oh, okay, great.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's something to be grateful for. I've stayed off my phone all
1: day. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) And then the other nifty little trick is to put your phone in grayscale. Because when everything is in grayscale, it's not very appealing to look at. And Instagram, especially, if that's your vice on your phone, Instagram mm-hmm. in grayscale is really boring. And I can promise <laughs> you that if you have your phone in grayscale, you will not want to randomly scroll through Instagram. So if any of you are up for a challenge, try putting your phone in grayscale for 24 hours and see how it makes you feel. And then have a look and see how much time did you spend on your phone that day compared to the previous days.
0: That's good. That's like just a small thing
1: that you can start with and it will probably have a big impact on your day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really a big believer in trying little small things and trying little experiments because different things work for different people. But if you try to do everything at once, it you'll just get disillusioned and you won't last.
0: Hmm. So do you have any other um, little resilience tips that you'd like to pass on to our readers? Because I think we all need a bit more resilience at the moment.
1: Yeah, look, self-care leads to resilience. So if you have the right nutrition, if you exercise, if you get enough sleep, sleep especially, I feel like so many of us don't value sleep enough. Um, but when you show up tired and not feeling your best, when things go wrong, whether it's something small or something big, you're going to be far less equipped to cope if, you're, if you haven't had enough sleep. Um, and we know from the Australian Sleep Association that the average Australian does not get enough sleep. So, if, again, if you're up for another challenge, have a look at how much time you're in bed and if it's under eight hours... On average, then maybe see if you can go to bed an hour earlier in the evening and, you know, put your phone down and stop randomly scrolling while you're in bed um, and turn the lights out a little bit earlier. Because if you get into that routine of getting, you know, seven to eight hours to nine hours of sleep a night, every aspect of your life will improve.
0: It's funny how we often don't value sleep enough when you think about anyone who's got kids, you're always on at them about, you know, getting to bed earlier and making sure that they have a good night's sleep because you see the ramifications when they don't. Yeah. So it's funny that we don't put that lens on ourselves yeah. and go, yeah. you need some
1: more rest. Absolutely. <laughs> go to bed. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the reasons that we don't get enough sleep is because of things like Netflix and all the streaming services. And Reed Hastings, who's the CEO of Netflix, came out maybe five years ago and said, our biggest competitor isn't Hulu or Amazon Prime or another streaming service. Our biggest competitor is sleep. We recognise that people at some stage need to go to sleep and that is when they turn off Netflix. Oh, my goodness. How crazy is that? <laughs> that is absolutely crazy. Yeah. So that's yeah. why when you're watching Netflix and you've been watching the same show for a while, it will pop up with a message saying, do you want to keep watching? Because it recognises that at some stage you might have fallen asleep. Mm. <laughs> and Haven't we all? <laughs> yes,
0: we have. <laughs> Uh, Thank you so much for joining me
1: today, Mel. It's been lovely chatting with you. Thanks so much. Where can we get your book? Uh, So my book is, um, if you'd like a signed copy, you can buy it from my website, which is melkettle.com, or you can get it at most places online. So um, Booktopia, Amazon, and all the others. (laughs) (laughs) And all the rest. All the rest.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much. Pleasure.
1: Thank you. (laughs)